Let me tell you something, my friend. Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane. It's got no use on the inside. You better get used to that idea. Searching for the unusual, the obscure, the forgotten treasures hidden deep within streaming media. This is the Deep Dive Podcast. Plane in the sun! Get below! Look out! Get below! Dive the boat! Dive the boat! Take it down to 150 feet, steer course 090. Continue to dive. Hello, divers. Welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast, a never-ending quest to find the best, and sometimes worst, content hiding in your streaming media libraries. My name is Tom Feeney, writer for Wang Shop Movie Magazine, available now on Amazon.com. And with me, as always, is my, and you'll get this later, partner in crime. Oh, that's me. That's you. That's me. It's Manda, the Mandalorian. Yes, the Mandalorian. <laughs> Which, by the way, they just announced is returning, oh, so uh, I think, in October. October. Yeah, October. So it's going to be too long. Some toys are going to be out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a little comic that comes out. Something, some companion thing. Oh, I'm very excited. I want like a little stuffed bear called a Pandalorian. That's what I want. <laughs> so are you going to go to Build-A-Bear with me the day they released the little baby Otis? Oh, yes. I think, uh, <laughs> well, I think my daughter is just is almost as excited as I am about this. <laughs> That's not surprising at all it is not surprising at all so, so we can all just go hang out there at like 3 a.m wait for the stores to open oh yeah it's gonna be a thing we'll dress up it'll be great <laughs> oh so fun anyways it's me welcome to our wonderful little pony show here um hey before we begin really cool news mm. we just hit over 5,000 downloads on podbean ding 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 hello that's amazing thank you so much to podbean for Absolutely. hosting us they're a fantastic platform and if you don't know go ahead and check them out they've got a cool instagram too by the way um but you can also follow us there you can like mm -hmm. our podcast there you can yep. subscribe to us there um yeah check it out podbean.com yeah and also we want to thank all of you y yeah them, them too mm -hmm. you too because you listen wait you too no, no, Bono? no, no, I still haven't gotten rid of that album, album on my iPod yet. <laughs> thanks, uh, Apple. Yeah, thanks a lot. Wait a minute. Hold on. Don't Took force things. Took the edge off that. Oh. oh. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you haven't no. listened to us before, it's no. like this constantly. It's like a Zootopian. I may hey, guess what? They just announced Zootopia 2. They did? They did. And 3 is also in the works, apparently. Wow. Yeah, very cool. Wow, very way cool. to milk that cow, Bono. <laughs> That's fantastic. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. anyways. So, so thanks for listening. We're really yeah. excited to bring you another show in the new year. I think this is going to be a fantastic show. I think it is too. Mm. If, you know, maybe a little downbeat because of our subject matter, which <laughs> by the way, I am going to reveal as a riddle. Ooh. Yes. What is the one place where you cannot choose to enter and cannot choose to leave? Denny's at 3 a.m. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> But I was thinking of more a prison cell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes two. Yeah. Mamma mia. Ma and, oh, that's, that's Queen. Never mind. Okay. We're <laughs> going off the rails a little early in the broadcast. This is good. This and it's is all wonderful. that Poland Spring I just had. Oh, you got to watch that stuff. <laughs> hashtag please sponsor us. It goes right through you. Hashtag yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, 
be great if we like started and ended every sentence with hashtag. <laughs> no, it would we not. We would lose so many people <laughs> so quickly. It would not be even amusing. That's like that time that Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake did that hashtag thing. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Like hashtag who made the cookies? Hashtag it's me. <laughs> that that got old very real quick. Very quick. Yeah. Indeed, so. Prison movies. What a happy Prison, subject. I know, right? But there's so <laughs> many of them. It's. Uh, you know, since the early days of Hollywood, stories of prisoners and jails that hold them have been prime fodder for, for movies, TV shows, what have you. So, you know, there are heavy hitting dramas like the Shawshank Redemption mm. to documentaries like Scared Straight, which I remember from the 70s. Oh, and didn't um, they do a revival too in the 90s? Yeah, they yeah. did. They did. Yeah. Uh, and there's even comedies, prison comedies like, like Stir Crazy uh, <laughs> with uh, Gene Wilder and uh, Richard Pryor. Love Gene Wilder. So good. So good. So yeah, prisons and the day-to-day existence of prisoners has been used as a backdrop many, many, many times. And it's not even limited to like four walls. There's the prison of the mind. Oh, uh, Sherlock in that. Prisoners of war. Yeah, yeah. Prisoners uh, in other worlds or even in space. You know, there's there's no kind of limit to the kind of prison setting hmm. uh, because basically all you have to do is be trapped someplace where you can't get out of and you're, <laughs> you know, you can't leave. That's kind of considered a prison. So, I mean, you know, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think people don't even know when they uh, when they hear the word Alcatraz, but they just know that it's someplace bad. They, yeah, you I've know? actually been there. Have you? I have. That's, I've not, always wanted to tour there, but were not you a as prisoner? an inmate. No, oh, okay. not as an inmate. Cool, Thank cool. goodness. No, no, I was paroled long before then. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was went to San Francisco, uh, and first off, you got to take a boat out there. Yeah, makes sense. And I got the worst sunburn of my entire life on that boat. Do they have no covering? No, the boat has no covering, and there was like, uh, and it was like overcast, so I really wasn't expecting it. But That's the worst time. I'm telling you. Oh, it Ugh. was awful. And then yep. you have to climb. Yeah. You have to climb. Yeah, I can imagine. Yep. And you know, it was all uphill, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> I'm look, you know, after that, I'm looking forward to a nice cozy cell. Uh, so you know, you <laughs> go through the, the Jennifer tour. Lopez movie. No, no, no. Ooh, although that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, you have to. So you, you get a tour. You get the little headphones with the thing, and you walk around, <laughs> and you know they tell you who was here and who was there, and you get right. to walk into a cell and see what it's like. Very dismal, as you would imagine. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I, Alcatraz was very, very interesting. But you know, like I said, nice place to visit, but nope. 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 Not at all. <laughs> Wouldn't want to escape from there. Just oh, say that. exactly. Threw that in there. Yeah. So this yep. episode, Manda and I, we're going to unlock, get it, Ooh. some of our favorites that have been waiting to escape. <laughs> get it? <laughs> All right, never mind. Oh, man. I'm a bit obvious. Manda, yeah. what do you got for us? Well, my first one, it was a really, a really fantastic movie. I actually watched it twice, back to back. Oh. Um, but I also found, fun fact, I suppose, in researching sort of this topic, I found that a lot of these movies are based on actual escapes mm. from prison. Um, so my first one is called A Man Escaped. It's from 1956, mm. written and directed by Robert Bresson. It is a French movie, so it is entirely uh, in French. Um, also black and white because it's 1956, which you know my penchant for black and white films. I love them. They give an extra, I don't know, austere something to it. Joie de vivre. Oh. Oh, wow. Way to steal my thunder. C'est la vie. Anyways, um, released in 1956, the movie is based on the memoirs of a French French resistance fighter named André Devigné. I, I really hope I am saying that correctly, but of course, I don't really know. He's probably dead now. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, he was captured by the Nazis uh, during the occupation of France in World War II, and he was held in the Montluc prison. I, 
I would imagine that's Monluc or something like that, but I again, can't do the accent. Um, a little bit of backstory about the Monluc prison. It is actually attached and it was built off of Fort Montluc, which in 1921 was used as a military prison. Um, and in 1942, the Gestapo, or the secret German police, mm. uh, took it over and used it primarily for interrogation um, and internment of prisoners who were waiting to eventually be transported to a concentration camp. Oh. So it was the sort of in-between stop where they, um, very not fun place where they would get most of their information. Um, so based around that, the fort was actually pretty well fortified, as it were. It was a chain that was... Uh, these monuments and these buildings and these forts were erected to protect the city of Lyon. That's L-Y-O-N. Mm. Um, it's actually called the Centures de Lyon, basically surrounding that city in order to protect it from foreign invader invaders during what was assumed and what was, I guess, pre-thought uh, of uh, wars, right? Because, of course, that did end up sort of happening. Um now, the prison itself, it's estimated that it held about 15,000 prisoners, and nearly a 1,000 of them were ex executed. So oh. in terms of ratios, that makes it one of the highest execution to inmate populations yeah. of that prison in Europe around that time. And actually, it's still one of the highest. Um, I also researched some U.S. facts about the death penalty and our execution rates, and it's it's gr it's dismal, right? Mm. It's, it's grisly, but it just seems like not as bad as Europe. <laughs> well, well, you know, they've been around longer. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see, it was used, uh, until the late nineties. And although a small part of it had remained as a, I guess what you would call like a County jail, you know, like we have County jails yeah. here, then we have prisons. Sure. Well, they kept a small little part of it to use as a County jail until about 1998, uh, where it was shut down completely. And now it's used for, you know, um, tourist sites, that kind of thing. Um, so the film follows a protagonist Fontaine, who, um, of course is not the actual name of the person it's based on, but anyways, uh, he's captured and he's being driven to the prison. Now, the, for whatever reason, the car has to stop, and he thinks, great, this is my chance to escape. He tries to escape, doesn't work out, gets captured and beaten. Um, but, interestingly, that starts this whole, like, sort of snowball effect that actually ends up working in his favor. He's thrown into a cell, uh, into solitary, I guess. Um, and he has to figure out a way of, one, existing. He's now handcuffed 24-7. Wow. So he has to figure out how to not go insane. Um, eventually, during, like, sort of a recess period, I guess, or meal or something like that, mess hall, he befriends um, three other French-speaking inmates. Because, uh, of course, at this time, it wasn't just French people in this prison. It was basically Germans, POWs from mm, anywhere, right. Polish, Russians, whatever. Um, and so he makes friends, and I am doing air quotes there, uh, he convinces them to get him a safety pin, which he then uses to unlock his handcuffs. And basically at free will, he can uh, un unhook his hands and he can explore his cell, which in turn works out for him because he starts learning how to make uh, rope by using some of the oh, bedding, some of his okay. clothing, ripping a piece off yeah. at a time so it's not noticeable. He eventually steals a, I guess, iron or silver spoon um, and finds that the wood paneling that covers his his floor is just so uh, brittle. So he's like, all right, this is my plan. And much to the correlation of like Shawshank Redemption, he's doing it very slowly over sure. time yeah. so it's not noticeable. Right. Until eventually he gets actually thrown in with another inmate. And this guy is like, hey, I joined the German army because the Germans are great, but now I'm in prison. So he's like, I don't know if I can trust this guy. And they eventually say, you know what? We both want to escape. 
let's just try and do it. And after, I mean, it's not really a spoiler because it is history, but after a pretty dramatic, like, um, escape, it's so crazy to me that they just end up walking away. It's Hmm. one of those things where, like, you had to maintain, like, this nervous energy just watching it. And then in order to, like, not appear like something's weird, they just casually walk away. Wow. (laughs) Now, this movie is really... um, Interesting. I watched it initially without subtitles because I thought, okay, how bad could it be? It's just a prison film. I get it. He wants to escape. No big deal. And I was very surprised that when I watched it later, actually right afterwards with the subtitles, I pretty much got everything. That oh, was nice. Well, not, that, you know what I mean? Not that yeah. I understood the language, but the acting was fantastic. That's the mark of a good movie. Yeah, you can yes. understand it anyway. Exactly. So I, I, that's my, my argument to most people who say, I can't read subtitles mm. in a movie. No, you just, just watch yes, the you movie. Can. You really can. Your brain can do it. But I think it appeals to me and it's worth watching because often when we think of like World War II era time, I think a lot of people gear towards like battlefield movies and like dying on the field and, and, dying in the trenches and that kind of thing or your brain shifts to like um prisoners of war um and and concentration camps that kind of thing right right? Mm -hmm. but not often do we have representations of like real i want to say real but like um finite resources individual people doing amazing things um escaping a a really well fortified prison uh, during nazi occupation like this kind of thing and and you know these French resistance fighters are not not unknown to us as Americans. Of course, that guerrilla type warfare is something that we're very used to having mm. fought in our own revolution many, many, many years ago. Um, so it's it's appealing in that because it's the everyday hero conquering the enemy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's filmed in such a brilliant way where you don't need the subtitles. You can feel what the actors are trying to portray. And I think it's lovely. Now, these scores... <clears throat> IMDb gives it an 8.3, which is pretty high up there. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, 90%. And I'm going to give it a 9.5. It's one of my favorite movies we've ever wow, yeah, that's one impressive. of my favorite so far that we've talked about. Jeez. And it is now available on one of my favorite apps, the Criterion Channel. Oh. Yes. Now, if you don't know about the Criterion Channel, they have a plethora, but they have very interesting titles. It wouldn't necessarily fit the normal Netflix. Even the Netflix connoisseur, like I would consider myself, wouldn't get too much joy out of a movie like this. Or like, it wouldn't befit my account. Put it that way, right? There you go. Um, they have so many good mm. things, documentaries, really old films that you can't find too many places, a lot of foreign films. So if you are a fan of, um, oh, I don't even know, uh, anything like romance related, let's yeah. say like Casablanca or something like that, but like in a foreign language, that's the place to find it. And it's free. Mm. So you can download that from the app store or the uh, Google play store. You can also rent the movie for three ninety nine on Amazon or buy it for fourteen ninety nine on Amazon. Um, and I highly recommend you watch it. Don't worry about the subtitles. Just go in with the idea that this is going to be kind of a, a ride from the beginning and you really feel for these characters right away. So fantastic movie. Mm. Go check it out. Very nice. It's funny because you mentioned uh, subtitles. And then, of course, there are a lot of people that, you know, you said are leery of watching a movie with subtitles. Yeah, I, and I get that because it feels like you would think you have to concentrate on that only. Yeah. But really, the movies are visual, man. Keep them yeah. visual. And, and here's the funny thing. Almost every movie that I have seen with subtitles, when I think back on the film, I don't remember the subtitles. The I just remember the movie. The movie, exactly. Yeah, so, and this movie is going to be just like that, I promise you. you. 
Very cool. Yeah, check it I out. I like it. Thank you. All right, so my first pick is what I would call the first prison melodrama that created the template for almost all the other prison movies to follow. Okay. So my pick is 1930s The Big House. Oh, yes. I think I've I've mm. This is with um Morgan, right? Yes. Morgan and uh, Butch. Morgan, yeah, Morgan and Butch. Yes, yes, Very yes, cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I've seen this. So, uh this is one of this is one of the early talking pictures. Mhm. Uh, but it's fantastic. It's a great movie. They call these pre-code movies, don't they? Yes, they do. Because yeah. this was before the, uh, the basically the code of conduct yeah. uh, that the Hollywood <laughs> no expletives um, and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. Hollywood established in order to avoid uh, you know uh, censorship from the mm -hmm. government. Mm -hmm. So, but that's another show. <laughs> uh, so during the during our country's Great Depression, uh, the prison population nearly doubled. Mm. Desperate times made for desperate people. Mm -hmm. Prohibition was in full effect and ushered in a new era of organized crime. Homicide rates shot up. Juvenile crime became a major problem. And despite prohibition, alcohol-related violent crimes also skyrocketed. Thanks, Al Capone. Yeah, or alcohol, uh, whichever <laughs> one you, you know, want to blame. Uh, so because of all these, uh, all these reasons, prisons, for the very first time, became overcrowded mm. and that was a huge problem and it continues to be a huge problem and that's where our story begins a young man named kent mm -hmm. played by robert montgomery commits vehicular manslaughter he's sentenced to 10 years in a penitentiary that was designed to hold 1800 people but now has over 3,000 mm. people mm -hmm. kent marlowe manslaughter sentenced to 10 years first time in prison yes sir to me Yes, sir. How old are you? 24, sir. Ever serve in the Army, Navy, Marine Corps? No, sir. Use tobacco? Yes, sir. Morphine, opium, cocaine? No, sir. From now on, you'll be number 48642. Give him the word. So Kent just wants to keep a low profile and stay out of trouble. Unfortunately, one of his cellmates, a hot-tempered, violent murderer named Butch, mm. is planning an escape. Kent's other cellmate, Morgan, is about to be paroled and wants to straighten his life out. Mm -hmm. But Butch's escape plans threaten everything for both Morgan and Kent. So no spoilers here, but let's just say the escape attempt does not go well. <laughs> does it have something to do with, like, a, a knife? Yeah, so basically uh, there's a, a like... Or shank, as shank. they call it in, in prison terms, that's found on one of the characters that oh, kind of screws up his plans. Yep, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the whole parole thing doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah gotcha. Parole thing doesn't happen. And that <laughs> just that just sort of, uh, you know, causes even more tension. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, you know, if you're a fan of kind of this era of movies, which is sort of like you said, pre code mm -hmm. talking pictures. Uh, you're probably aware of this movie, and it basically hits every cliche of prison movies until you realize that these this movie created those cliches. Yeah, right, exactly. This was the yep. this was the original. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting when you look at it, you're like, oh, I've seen that before. Well, yeah, because they did it first. <laughs> uh, now this movie is, of course, like a lot of that uh, that era of movie. Mm -hmm. It's very kind of straightforward, very earnest. It's not fancy. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, it's almost clinical in its approach. And that's because the film really kind of tries to dissect the, the problems of the prison system. Uh, problems that still exist, Yeah, sadly. 
Um, the director of The Big House, George Hill, makes the film very claustrophobic and atmospheric. Mm. Uh, the, the black and white photography course, which is all they had then. Uh, but it's it's very stark. Um, you know, there's the the sets are really kind of like this these angular concrete walls that just kind of seem to be closing in on everybody. Uh, the angles that he uses are are very very interesting, especially for um, especially for that time mm-hmm. when usually everybody was just sort of sticking with the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, except for you know what's his name Orson Welles <laughs> and Citizen Kane. Uh, you know, uh, so the acting is great. Yeah, um, especially uh, the character of Butch. Was played yeah. by Wallace Beery. Yeah. Um, this this movie was kind of a comeback for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been a silent film star, but he could not get work in the talking pictures, um, partly because of his uh, temperament. <laughs> he he was known to be a, a kind of a difficult person to work with. Such a Hollywood actor. Yeah, but like almost like a, the kind of like he he play, always played the tough guy, and he kind of was that guy. In yeah. real life. So, you know, he had a reputation. Um, but he wasn't the original actor cast for this. It was originally Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney. That's but right. he had cancer, didn't he? That's right. And That's right. He had cancer. soon after, I think. Right. Yeah. So he, uh, he had to bow out. And Wallace Beery was a last minute choice. But it actually sort of restarted his acting career in Talking Pictures, which is kind of cool, actually. Yeah, definitely. Um, so... Overall, the Big House does a really good job of illustrating how prisoners are stripped of their individuality mm-hmm. and forced into this conformity and how that kind of, you know, uh, when you try to do that with a large number of people, you know, it's 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 a powder keg. It's a powder keg just right. waiting to explode. So, yeah. You know, and that's that's kind of the feeling that you get in this movie even though it is almost 100 years old, which is wow. kind of crazy to think that's about. That's bizarre. Because, you know, and it it's still relatable yeah. in a lot of ways. You, it's the same, you know, the same emotions, the same feelings, the same reactions. What are we doing? Any human being today would have. <laughs> so, you know, it just a, it just goes to show that, you know, things change, but people don't. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, so that's the big house. Yep. And I, I, I highly recommend it. Let's get to the scores. Mm-hmm. So it gets a 7.1 out of 10. Not bad. Not on bad. the Internet Movie Database and a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not bad. Um, now, The Big House, if you want to see it, and I do recommend it, is available to rent for $1.99 on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And Google Play. Okay. And Ooh. if you really want to spend a lot of money, it's $2.99 <laughs> on iTunes and Voodoo. 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 Voodoo? Voodoo. 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 Oh, Voodoo. Yeah. Oh, bum <laughs> All right. So now. Good choice. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, too. What do you got next? Well, my next one... <clears throat> I actually watched this film in college, um, but it made me think about it because while it isn't necessarily, uh, the whole movie isn't about prison, but what happens in the prison and Mm -hmm. it's sort of, it's legends and and what happens afterwards. So basically it's a 2008 film called Hunger, uh, directed by Steve McQueen, uh, starring Michael Fassbender and Liam Cunningham. Liam Cunningham from Game of Thrones, Michael Fassbender from, well, everything x-men x-men he was in uh, assassin's creed that movie that he was in that steve jobs movie oh yeah he was those glasses look so weird on him Uh, anyways um the movie centers around michael fassbender as bobby sands bobby sands is a real person well was a real person um he was an ira freedom fighter uh and essentially a political martyr he became a martyr after all this um he's most uh famously known for taking part participating in the 1981 hunger strike which eventually took his life in prison 
is no such thing as political murder, political bombing, or political violence. There is only criminal murder, criminal bombing, and criminal violence. We will not compromise on this. Are you all right, Bobby? I'm grand, Mark. Are they feeding you all right? I'm starting a hunger strike on the 1st of March. You're going head to head with a British government who are unshakable. Putting my life on the line is not just the only thing I can do. It's the right thing. So this is during the times or the troubles, as it's known collectively um, for the world. Um, Ireland is facing this, like... I guess, ethno-crisis between folks who want to be with the monarchy, who want to be part of the British monarchy and Great Britain, and those who just say, no, we want to be our own people. We are our own people, and, and Britain is kind of like strangling our rights as a people and our culture and all this fun stuff. And it it, it led to like a 40 or 50 years long uh, guerrilla warfare type battles. People were dying in the streets, literally. Um, uh, and it was brothers against brothers and it was just a really 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 bad time um it wasn't necessarily so much religious which i think a lot of people do wrap that in there you know you know catholic, catholic versus protestant, protestant. Yeah. and of course ira people they were def genuinely catholic but it's more a case of um oppressive oppressive nature of the monarchy at the time um and wanting to make sure that the ireland they had resonated and lasted now this sort of all came to a head on good friday 1998 maybe i think um where the troubles officially ended or in quotes ended um and now, of course, you have Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, and you have Northern Ireland, and then you have Great Britain, the rest of it. So it, it, you should read up on it who ha, who, if you don't know much about it, because mm. it's a fascinating time, and it's really sad. But essentially, this Bobby Sands kid, who was very, very young, he wanted to... He wanted the right to be political, and Britain had taken that away from him. So when he was arrested on, I think, a firearms charge, um, he chose to participate in a no-wash... Um, sort of thing strike where like they literally didn't wash themselves and they kind of you know they threw poo on the wall and ew <laughs> it's how it happened um but they also participated in a hunger strike where they refused to eat they refused um you know any sort of forceful food um it's kind of crazy because this happened in the 1980s. If you think about the suffragettes who, I mean, years and years and years and years before, did something very similar, too. Um, the Alice, I can't remember her name, but one of the main suffragettes um, also participated in a hunger strike because she wanted the vote. Women wanted the vote, and she was in prison for whatever. Um, and this seems to be a tactic that is used all throughout history. But um, it's no secret Bobby Sands ended up passing away from this hunger strike. But the movie itself, um, it doesn't idolize him. Um, it doesn't make him a martyr, but it just it shows of the raw human spirit, the desire to be um, not controlled and not part of a um, colloquial society that doesn't observe the culture that was already there, basically. Um, so... 
there's not much more that I can say about it other than it's a very fantastic film. It actually got quite a few awards. Um, you really need to check it out and you can find it on, again, the Criterion Channel app, which is mm. my favorite <laughs> right now. You can rent it for $3.99 on iTunes, purchase it for $9.99. Let's see, scores. IMDb gives it a 7.6. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 8.2, or excuse me, an 82. I'm giving it an 8.5 because I thought it was fantastic. Wow. It was very sad. Mm. You know, it, it, it it's not a fun movie at all. It's not fun watching someone deteriorate in front of your eyes, but it's so important to realize what they were fighting for. And it was, they were fighting for everything that they had. I mean, literally, it was everything to them. And it puts your life into perspective when you think, you know, I, you know, with political situations as it is right now, at least in the States, mm. you know, where we have the ability, I, as a woman have the ability to go and vote and to express my thoughts and, and ring up my senators and whoever and say, this is what's on my mind. Um, you know, back then some, and this is only like 30 years ago, 40 years ago, that someone who would have normally had the ability to speak up and represent themselves. It was taken away. And in so doing, um, changed the, the future, the course of the world, really. Um, at least for that area and, and, and everyone else. So anyways, I would check it out. It's it's a really fantastic movie. It is not happy by any means. Um, and of course, all that stuff takes place in the prison, which is the, the connection here. But um, yeah, I would check it out. You mm. can also see bits and pieces of it on YouTube. Um, I took a Irish uh, history class in college way, way, way back when. And when they showed this film, I remember just feeling not great like physically mm -hmm. not great like this is like yeah. really uncomfortable but it's so important to watch you know it's, it's funny because you you rarely ever hear the words irish movie and happy <laughs> in the same sentence you know oh. i'm talking i'm looking at you angela's ashes thank you oh yeah for depressing us so much and that was three hours like, yeah yeah it was, that was too That's much a marathon of misery <laughs> But anyways, that's my second pick. I thought it was a fantastic movie, and I really encourage anyone to who is a fan of history but also just wants to see something just deep and dark, watch it. Very nice. Yeah, Good pick. You. Good pick. I like that. Now, uh, Amanda is, pro is slightly familiar <laughs> slightly familiar with my second pick here. Um, yeah. Do we have so, my bag so I can like... Oh, now, it? now, now. <laughs> so my second pick is actually one of the films that got me interested in Asian cinema back in the 1990s. <laughs> I will try, however unsuccessfully, to do justice to this film with mere words. We are an audio podcast. Yes, and so I think you'll probably all be grateful. It's going to be tough, yeah. <laughs> um, when, I, when I finish. Uh, it's called The Story of Ricky, or Ricky O. Oh. Ricky O. Oh. It's a 1991 film made in Hong Kong and based on a Japanese manga. I think I'm saying that right. Is it manga? I think it's manga. Yeah, I think it's manga. So if you're not familiar with the term, manga is a style of Japanese comic book or graphic novel that traces its roots back to the late 19th century. Mm. Now, the story of Ricky stars martial arts actor Su Wong Fan as Ricky, who is sent to a prison after killing a crime boss who indirectly caused the death of his girlfriend. By 2001 AD, capitalist countries have privatized all government organizations. Prisons, like parking lots, have become franchise businesses. Ricky Ho, age 21, blood type AB, parents unknown, brought up in an orphanage, didn't do well in both primary and high school. He joined a music school to learn the flute, then disappeared when he was a senior. Ricky Ho is extremely dangerous. Why didn't you let the doctors take the five bullets out of you? Souvenirs. 
<laughs> yeah, souvenirs. So this is the Asian Rob Van Dam. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So uh, apparently, or in this whatever Jean Claude Van Dam. Jean Claude. I just talked about the the wrestler. I apologize. JCVD. Yeah. Jean Claude Van Dam. <laughs> uh, so our main character Ricky, as it turns out, uh, like other people in this movie in this weird universe, has superhuman strength and martial arts skills. Yeah. Don't know why. Uh, he uses these skills to oppose the evil warden and his henchmen who are called the four heavenly Kings. Uh, they each have their own little crazy abilities and control their own little prison block. Um, they're trying to protect this, uh, this poppy garden, which they use to make heroin. Oh. Uh, sounds great, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, this is one of the most ludicrously violent and bloody movies I have ever Seen. And that's saying something. That is saying a lot because I have seen some weird stuff. Uh, the violence is so cartoonishly over the top that you kind of have to laugh at it because it's so outrageous. And I'll give you uh, I'll give you some examples. In one scene, our hero gets his arm badly slashed. So what does he do? Eh, like anybody, he takes a moment to use his teeth and other hand to tie his tendons back together so he can keep on fighting. In another scene, a prisoner stabs himself in the stomach and uses his own intestines to try to strangle Ricky. <sighs> Heads explode, jaws get ripped off, eyeballs get eaten by birds, yada, yada, yada. Naturally, this is a kid's movie. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> and the fact that this movie even exists is a testament to Hong Kong filmmakers of that time. No fear, no restraint, just pure insanity. And it is all on the screen. Now, unless you think that this is some kind of obscure, awful, independent garbage movie, know this. In 2011, for the film's 20th anniversary, it was screened for a sold-out crowd at New York's Lincoln Center. So, there. This is a very, very well-known film in the sort of uh, like Hong Kong film community. Uh, just for being so unbelievably outrageous and, by the way, sticking very close to its source material. So, yeah, this is this. Oh, this is in, insane. Try don't eat beforehand. <laughs> Definitely. And you won't want to afterwards. So, you know, plan that accordingly. Oh, because, oh, by the way, at the end, uh, the bad guy gets and I'm not spoiling anything because <laughs> honestly, it's not it's impossible. <laughs> the bad guy gets thrown into an industrial meat grinder. And you see the whole thing, Sweeney Todd style. Yeah, but this is like <laughs> this is this is electricity and plug in and, oh, and gross. Yeah, it's yeah, it's nasty. But let's get to the score, shall we? The story of Ricky gets seven point one out of ten Internet Movie Database and a whopping eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Yes. Yes. What? Yes. I don't even. That's it's, crazy. It is crazy, but hey, you know. It's, 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 it's the internet. Uh, <laughs> you can find this gory masterpiece on the Tubi streaming app Ooh, for Tubi. free. Love Tubi. You have no excuse other than a weak <laughs> stomach to oh. avoid seeing the story of Ricky. Um, yeah. If you like red velvet cake, do not watch this film. No, 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 no. Cause that's what it looks like they used for most of the <laughs> it effects. Really does. I mean, the effects are almost laughably bad most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's not like you're like, oh, how did they, oh, did they really? No, you know, at no point that any of that is real. It's so crazy. It's and still gut turning though at most times. Yes, yeah. it really is. It really is. So uh, now I do have some uh, dishonorable mentions. Cool. 
Yep. Um, in the in the sort of fiction category, uh, my first one is called Fortress. Uh, it's a sci-fi prison flick from 1992, starring Christopher Lambert, oh, the Highlander. Oh, Highlander himself. Yes, the Highlander. And that is also free on Tubi. Mm -hmm. uh, the classic Clint Eastwood movie, Escape from Alcatraz. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find that on most streaming services for $2.99. And a classic, Cool Hand Luke, uh, the 1967 Paul Newman movie, uh, which helped usher in a whole new era of anti-establishment films. That's $3.99 on most streaming services. Now, when it comes to documentaries, which, Ooh. you know, those are some of the most important prison films. Uh, <laughs> there's one that's called The Survivor's Guide to Prison, uh, literally how to survive if you're incarcerated, starting uh, starring uh, Danny Trio. Oh, okay. The machete himself. He, he's literally in everything, oh, gang, drug, he's cartel, awesome. or prison related. He's so cool. <laughs> uh, so Survivor's Guide to Prison's on Netflix. And another one that's really, really good called 13th. And it's a very powerful documentary about racial inequality in America's prison system right now. Uh, and it just can't, I think it's pretty, pretty current. And that is also uh, on Netflix. So okay, there you go. cool. There you go. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, yes. Um, I have a couple of honorable mentions, yeah. or dishonorable mentions, yeah. as it were. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry. So, um, if you haven't already seen the Shawshank Redemption, it's one of those things you oh, probably should just watch just it. It's so good. It really is. It stands up too. Or if you're a little bit fan of the more, I guess, gritty and, and sort of depressing, you can also watch Stephen King's The Green Mile. Did not know that Stephen King wrote that story. Yes, Had yes. no idea because yeah. it doesn't have vampires or werewolves in no. it. No, and yeah. it wasn't a novel. It was it was a novella that was in a compilation <sighs> of his other stuff. I can't believe it. And yet it became one of the highest grossing movies he yeah. has. Um, the Green Mile is pretty sad. But if you happen to like Michael Clark Duncan and Tom Hanks, you mm -hmm. can check it out. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is on YouTube, you know I love YouTube and I can get lost in that. Oh, yeah. Um, a rabbit hole. They, yeah. They have a, a series, right? And it's called Prison Shelter Dog Training. So basically, um, it's take place or it's it's an, uh, involved with a prison in Massachusetts, which is our home state. Um, and they have a guide slash service dog program where these inmates who are... I guess they have to go through obviously certain levels, certain sure. training and whatnot. Right. And if they're good behavior, et cetera, et cetera, help train mm. these dogs. And these dogs then go on to be great family plants. They go on to be service animals. And it's a fantastic sort of like, um, I guess redemption story. Yeah. Um, but what really gets me is the interviews of the prisoners because they have such like relationships with these animals and they take such good care of them. And n no one, no one in there doesn't love their animal as if it's their own. So it, it, it's really kind of heart wrenching. I think they've got like four episodes up by now, but um, it was produced by a local company too. Um, you should check it out. It's on YouTube. You can just research it. Nice. You know, prison nice. Dogs. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much it. That's really cool. But you know what? You know what I like about that pick is. Uh, it, it proves that a uh, uh, something that's related to prison life yeah. doesn't always have, have to, to be, be exactly. so sour and depressing or and downbeat. Yeah, you exactly. know how much money prisons cost the states like every year? It's an insane amount of money that that people have to pay in order to keep unjustly, uh, actually largely, 
uh, African-American people, mm-hmm. males, in prison for very minimal and even sometimes not real things. Um, there's great documentaries, too, about folks who were sentenced to one thing, put in prison, and then, uh, you know, so many years later, yeah. DNA evidence oh, came yeah. out yeah. that then, uh, you know, releases them. So what do you do at that point? You've been in prison for 30 years. You don't even know what, like, a certain car looks like or that we even yeah. have, you know what I mean? That yeah. blows my mind. Not being Like, imagine being away for 30 years mm-hmm. not knowing what the Mandalorian was, not right. knowing what Baby Yoda was. Yeah, that's horrifying. It's horrifying. Become institutionalized, <laughs> which is kind of yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's crazy. Also, you can think of, um, you know, one flew over the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yes, you know that movie, classic, classic movie. It's not a prison like we think. It's not, right. a, but but they are locked up. They can't yeah, get out. It's about control. Yeah, exactly. That's a fantastic film, by the way, it and is. also really quite sad. Just check it out. Yep. This was a good episode. It was. So let's do a quick recap. Recap. So, so my first two picks, or my first pick, I should say was a French film called uh, A Man Escaped. Um, you can find that on the Criterion Channel app, which has been my hero this episode. And my second film was called Hunger, 2008, directed by Steve McQueen. You can also find that on the Criterion Channel app. Excellent. Uh, for me, my first pick was The Big House, which is available to rent for $1.99 on YouTube and Google Play. It is one of the first or original prison movies, so I yeah. think that's pretty cool. Definitely should um, watch it. And next is the... Uh, gore fest story of Ricky, <sighs> which you can find on Tubi, that streaming app for free. And you'll thank me or hate me either way. You should yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So next dive. Next dive. It's Valentine's Day. How exciting! I can't wait no, for the flowers and it's the chocolate, awful and the candy. Wait, what? Yeah, so no, it's a terrible thing and it's awful. Yeah, it's uh, definitely commercial. Okay, so no pressure, but we expect we expect candy and flowers. <laughs> we and do. A, and a spa day gift certificate from all of you. I would like a teddy bear. There you go. Mm-hmm. So to celebrate this terrible occasion, Manda and I will eat bonbons and talk about unhappy <laughs> endings. Oh, it's an all nihilist uh, spectacular next time on the Deep Dive Podcast. So where can people find us? Well, you can find us uh, on Instagram or on Facebook. You can check those links out at our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. Also, if you feel like reaching out to us, which we would love to hear from you all, thedeepdivepodcast at gmail.com. This is going to be a great year for us. I think we're going to have so many cool new features coming out, and I hope that you're able to hear the audio quality has been a little bit better. We were able to (laughs) invest in our podcast, and that's really thanks to people who have checked us out. And again, huge thanks to Podbean and everyone who's listened to us on uh, across all of our platforms. But yeah, thedeepdivepodcast.com. You can check out links for our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Plus, we're pretty pretty big on Instagram. I don't want to say anything. We're kind of a big deal. We're kind of a big deal. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's right. Yeah, but we would love to hear from you. So if you Absolutely. have any comments, suggestions, critical feedback, which is always positive, we'll take that. <laughs> no negative feedback. We don't deal with that. <laughs> yeah, that's that, probably true. No, that's not yeah, good. No, no. All right. So for the amazing Mandalorian and all of us here in Studio D, I'm Tom Feeney. We will see you next time. You can find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. If you like us, please subscribe. All clips are intended for educational use only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Blaney and EchoCraft. Thanks for listening. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media.